Hello and welcome back to the Ball and Foot Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, alongside my best friend, Jason. And we are here tonight um, with episode 1.5, we're calling this, uh, of our podcast. So, Jason, how are you doing tonight, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm feeling one and a half times better than I did earlier when I wasn't doing the podcast. So, <laughs> how are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. Just, you know, living life. Living so, that good old Chelsea fan life. Oh, yeah. It's been a doozy these last couple of days. We're going to get into <laughs> it. You know, if you guys haven't checked out our first episode, go check it out. We're available on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, check us out. Give it a listen. Uh, and we're just going to jump right into things right now because there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on. But we're just going to cover uh, some transfer rumors today that, uh, you know, have been going around these last couple of days. And we're going to go over uh, one of our new segments, In and Out, whether we want to keep players, sell players, what we want to do with them. Uh, and then but we're going to start off today by talking about the new era. The Todd Bowley regime has taken over our club. Uh, now, I want to first off, thank you, Roman, for being a fearless leader for us for the many years that you owned us. Thank you for your time and your service, and we will never forget you, Roman. Love you, Roman. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're just going to go over a brief timeline of sort of things that sort of happened during the takeover. Uh, Jason's going to handle this segment uh, for a little bit, and then we're going to go into just more details and about how we think things are shaping up for the future of the club going into the new season. So, Jason, why don't you take us away with this next little segment? Um, okay, so I think basically what we wanted to do was just kind of run down the crazy timeline that happened uh, when we first uh, came up for sell. Um, so I, I mean, you know, we all watched it real time, like the world watched it real time because the world was also focusing on um, uh, the war in Ukraine that was directly affecting all of this. And so, um, and I think just in, um, the, the way the world was reacting to it, um, with, with, uh, w with appalled fervor, I think, uh, rightfully so, um, some things kind of got put in a crossfire and, and one of those, um, well, things and people, and one of those people was, uh, Roman Abramovich. And so, um, I, I think the British parliament started talking about him, uh, in February, uh, of this year around the end of February. And so, um, the rest of the world began talking about kind of uh, what to do about the oligarch, uh, situation. Um, and, and then, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of talk about how Roman has been sports washing his money, uh, through Chelsea. Um, uh, and even, even though he's been a great owner this whole time, but, uh, so anyway, they, they kind of mentioned him. And then, uh, like a couple days later, I think he saw the writing on the wall, so he started giving um, the the trustees of the Chelsea Foundation stewardship of the club, and it basically like stepped back. And then so, um, and then a, a few days after that, he said he was going to um, sell the club. And then we started seeing interested parties. I think uh, Bowley uh, was one of the first people out of the gate to say he was interested. Yeah. And then um, Britain uh, halted the sale and impose sanction on sanctions on us. And that those basically ran for, for the entire season, um, after that. So they, they stopped the sale in March, March 10th. And then we basically just watched as we didn't know whether or not we were going to be able to operate fully as a club, whether or not we were going to be able to sell tickets. Um, some things were staying because they were contracted out before the sanctions, and, and all that jazz. And so eventually after a huge bidding war where we just waited like every day of every week, just <laughs> wondering who the short list was going to be. We finally saw that was the short list. And then you had drama with some of the other guys. Uh, we had racist, we had, yes. um, we had a bid that wasn't really a bid out of the middle East <laughs> because supposedly that guy didn't have any money. <laughs> and, um, and so the rain groups, uh, oversaw all that. And, uh, that basically ran, um, through April. Um, so then at the end of April, Bowley got into exclusive negotiations, uh, to buy us. And then, um, and then of course, I think in May he won the bid and paid $4.25 billion for our club, which I think makes us, uh, the most highly valued, uh, club in, at least in the premier league which is just insanity. Um, 
And so uh, we passed, or they passed the Premier League owners and directors test uh, May the 24th. And then uh, May the 25th, the British government issued a license that permitted the sale. And so we struck a final agreement a few days later, and then the sale was completed May the 30th. So uh, boring, boring, uh, but not boring to, to relive in that way, but not boring during because it was just up in the air the entire season. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that it affected our entire season uh, from from March on out. Yeah, um, so sure. yeah, it was it was a crazy dramatic time um, throughout all of that, and so um, I think uh, we kind of wanted to just uh, now that Bowley is is official. Um, I, I think we just kind of want to talk about the current state uh, um, of the club mm-hmm. and how we think it's going to affect the transfer market from here on out. So, <laughs> uh, Daniel, what uh, did you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, I 100% blame Vladimir Putin for this. It is all his fault. Yeah. He has screwed our club. He has screwed the world. And that is about as much politics as I will get into on this podcast. But screw you, Vladimir Putin. That's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, it was yeah, screw you. My, the, high, the highlight of the sale of the club for me was when the random Turkish dude tweeted out he was going to raise the Turkish flag over Stanford Bridge. And nobody knew who this guy was or anything. <laughs> just some oh yeah, Turkish dude. yeah. He so was the bit that was, that, yeah. that he didn't really have the money. Not Middle yeah. East, right? It was the Turkish yeah. guy. Yeah, okay. He just, it was just crazy. Like I was like, who is this guy? But I mean, <laughs> the stuff that Bowling and them have promised, you know, redeveloping the stadium is big. We know we need that. We know, and Abramovich has been trying to do that for years and has been. There's been hurdles put in the way over and over again, times where we think we have it. And then, no, it's, no, you got to do this, you got to do that. And then it gets postponed. So we know we need to redevelop it. Um, You know, supposedly they're going to back us by players. That's a huge thing. And they, the thing that impressed me the most about them was their interaction with the fans. I felt like they were one of the few groups that actually cared about the fans and listened to the fans. Yeah. Now, Now, whether they, continue to do that is, an, is another thing, but you know, only future will tell, but they said all the right things to get yeah. us fans on board during the process. So, you know, thank goodness we didn't end up with the rickets. I think that was the the big thing. Nobody wanted them. So, yeah, agreed. But yeah, so yeah, I've, I've been impressed with them too. Um, but that leads to discussion. Uh, so, I mean, I was just kind of thinking about this earlier today. I mean, we, it, it's almost like we, uh, I think initially I was thinking that we were getting new drivers in the car, but really we've kind of gotten a whole new car. Yeah. Like, like we don't, all the, all the old drivers are gone. Yep. So, um, I mean, Marina, Bruce Buck, and, and now check just a couple of days ago. I mean, yeah. we've just lost decades and decades worth of knowledge mm-hmm. and, um, and goodwill, uh, brought by them. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, I mean, it really is just an entirely new, uh, era, um, of Chelsea football club. I mean, because that that's like 19 years in the making that is just kind of gone with the new ownership. So, yeah, but, and I mean, I think some of those changes were needed. I mean, especially mm-hmm. with the board, I think we, all as Chelsea fans have had struggles and gripes with the board, especially over these last Probably since Conte left, I would say at least since mm-hmm. then it might have been brewing a little before then. But especially when Conte left, because so many of the fans back Conte, and we wanted to see him succeed here, and we knew what he was trying to do. Yeah. And by getting rid of the cancers that were in our dressing room at that point in time, and the board just would not let him do what he needed to do, and that ultimately led to you know us, him and us having our separation and everything. And, and Lampard came in and accomplished a lot of that. And, you know, he was probably one of the few people that could actually get the board to listen because of mm-hmm. the respect that he carries at our club and for what he has done for our club in the past. So, yeah. But I think that's the big thing with, you know, it's been brewing for a while that everybody knew that we sort of needed to do, redo our board. We needed something different there. And so having a new board is, I think something everybody's on board with. Yeah. And hopefully it brings some stability to the club because I mean, as, as we're about to talk with the, about in the transfer market here coming up in a minute, um, I, I think a big, 
a reason some of the players we have uh, because they have flopped as uh, I mean, for lack of a better word, because they yeah. flopped as bad <laughs> as they have has been um, just this kind of instability of uh, not not the upper upper administration, because they've obviously been there for a while, mm-hmm. but their willingness to fire coaches every two years. Yeah. And so we, we've hardly had any stability in the in the in the coaching realm as they've just had to uh, deal with the players that have, that have been given them. Yep. And then also, I mean, I see it a lot uh, talk about the board and how they pick players. And then Marina was basically just the one to go negotiate for him and, and she yep. did really well. But, um, but I am excited to see what, uh, cause Bolia apparently has given Tuchel a, a lot of leeway yeah. and a lot of say in who the next transfers are. So I, I think, I think that that part and uh, coupled with what you said is very exciting. Yeah, for sure. And I think that sort of leads into the next thing is like, so how do you, how do you feel about Tuchel having this much power? Because I mean, let's just, let's be realistic about this. Right now, Thomas Tuchel is the most powerful coach in football. He is getting to, he has owners now that have no clue what the transfer market is, how to handle the business in the transfer market any of this works and they're literally turning to him and saying, Hey, who do you want for your squad? And Tuchel is saying, I want A, B, C, and D for my squad. This man is literally living the FIFA dream right now. Like he is handpicking <laughs> his squad. Right. So how, how yeah. does that sort of make you, how does that feel? Like, how does that feel to you? Yeah. So, I mean, as a person who has trusted Tuchel since he's been hired, I, I think I'm fine with it. Um, I, I would want our manager to have, more say in, in in the transfers um at least at the start of this new era that is what we keep calling it like at least at the start i i think i'm okay with this like like for this season it's just kind of an unprecedented season for us we're we're in uncharted mm-hmm. territory here that we haven't been in um since roman uh bought us and so i i think at this point it comes down to whether or not you trust tuchel uh, or whether or not you don't trust tuchel and I think even after what I would call a disappointing season, um, even though we won two trophies and we, we won <laughs> one that we hadn't won before, I, I would say I was pretty disappointed, but maybe my expectations were too high. But even after that, I, I've always, I don't, I don't think Tuchel carries the brunt of that blame. I do think it is the players. And mm-hmm. so we'll really get a chance to see if he is able to bring in the types of players that will give him the results that he wants. And, and that he, you know, demands mm-hmm. uh, with the way, with the style and, and uh, the termination he plays with. So I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, I sort of, I'm at, I'm at an impasse here because I think is Tuchel the right guy for right now? Yes. He has all this power and he, he's getting to handpick his players. But I think that adds pressure to him during the season because if, he doesn't perform during this season, then I think that the fans and I will be up more upset with him than I would have been had it, things just sort of remained as normal and the board would have gone sure. out and done their thing and brought in players that he necessarily didn't want. Because I'm a big, I backed the manager. Like I backed Conte when he was here. I backed Lampard when he was here until the end of his tenure when I thought he was sort of just in over his head. And I'm back to mm-hmm. love until now, and I'll, I'll keep backing him until he does something that, you know, breaks that trust with me. And right. if he goes into the season and we're at Christmas and we're sitting in eighth or ninth place and the Premier League, and we're, we're out of it. And, you know, we're, we're out of the Champions League or we're, we're struggling in, you know, one of the cups or something. I, I will have issues then because he's getting to pick his players and it's like you said last year I think it was a lot on the players because if you look at the tactics you look at the setup they were put in positions to score they just couldn't finish to save their lives yeah and he's going out and saying okay I'm getting these players and they're going to be the difference because they're going to put the ball in the back of the net which is ultimately what we need and Mm -hmm. if, if they do that he's a hero he will be forever praised in Chelsea lore as probably one of our greatest coaches ever. If he fails, he's going to fail hard and miserably. 
Yeah, so, do you think if he fails, that sets us back a lot? Like, no, what other coaches realistically out there that we can grab? There are none. The, be- yeah. the best coaches in the world right now are all in the Premier League. Arguably, yeah. the top three coaches with Claw, Pep, and then Tuchel. And I don't know if you want to throw Ancelotti in there or not because he's so hot and cold. Because, yeah. what, you know, what he did at Everton, he didn't do anything at Everton. But right. he goes to Madrid and wins the Champions League, which we know he's all capable of because Ancelotti is a great coach. Like, But arguably have three of the, you know, four. And then the new guy, United, I've never yeah. – I'm not going to really comment on him too much, but I've heard good things about him that he's supposed to be a great tactician. Um, And then you have uh, – why am I even forgetting? As much as it pains for me to say this, that Conte – at Tottenham is one of the best yeah. coaches in the world as well. So I mean, you're, you're like you said, who else are we going to go get? I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. So um, hopefully it works out. <laughs> hopefully it works out. Um, I think that I do really l- want all of our former coaches to just go to Tottenham and fail. Though that's yeah. like my life goal. Yes, I'll, or I, life dream. Well, I mean, one of them's already done it, so <laughs> you know he couldn't win there. We all knew that was going to happen when, you know, Mourinho says, I want players X, Y, and Z and talk to you're not getting it because we're cheap. <laughs> so, but I think, <laughs> I think the thing for me with Tuchel, the thing that's going to, if he makes it through this season and he says, and, and he has a successful season, which we'll probably, I guess, discuss that in a future podcast, but what would be success this season for us as a club? How is he going to respond when he has scouts over him, a board over him, a director over him, sort of giving input. Because if you look back at his two previous tenures at Dortmund and PSG, the reason he left those is because he did not get along with the upper management. It wasn't because he wasn't a good coach. Right. It wasn't because he wasn't winning. It was because he did not get along with the boards and the technical directors at those clubs. Because he is, he knows what he wants. And this is going to be the determination if he really knows what he's doing. Right. He's getting what he wants. He's he's getting on the silver platter. If he can't yeah, produce he with this, then it's on him. Yeah, you're right. So that's sort of my my take on it. I don't know. I, I trust Tuchel right now, and I, I want to trust him, but it, it's up to him. He has to prove it with the players that he's going to get in. Yeah. So, Keywords right now. Right. Keywords. Right now in this moment, yes, I trust Tuchel. And I trusted him last year. And I really, like you said, I think the players, not all of them, you know, but I do feel sure. like he put them in a position to win. And they cannot sure. do that. And I think to an extent, Lampard did that too. I think he was not quite there yet tactically. But I still feel like at times he did put his players in positions to win games, and they did not win him games that they that we should have won. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, I think what's just nice with Tuchel, like compared to Lampard, is how much he is willing to change his tactics if he sees that they're not going right. Mm-hmm. Whereas Lampard and even Sorry uh, yeah. were both just stubborn, and and mm-hmm. would we would kick the ball. <laughs> um, side to side, like yeah, without ever moving it forward, yeah, and so yeah, that that's been what's nice about it. Which I don't know, maybe is that like enough? Has that been enough for me to trust Tuchel? Yeah, but is that enough in the long run? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he won us a Champions League, so I, I have sure. to trust. I mean, he won the Champions League with some, with some. Which is, I mean, a squad that probably shouldn't have won the Champions League. Let's just be realistic right. about that. When the, you look across at Man City and the, the talent that they had and, and the talent that we had, and, but he brought that team together and they played like a team. And ultimately, that's what matters in the end. It's like, are you going to believe in what your manager is preaching to you? Or are you going to mm-hmm. buy into that? And we bought into that that year. Yeah, and for sure. I think last year, I think there was just so many distractions that just distracted us throughout the year, um, which we'll get into in another episode, but that we just weren't focused last year and we didn't have that passion and that 
that grit to want to win the games that we needed to win to get to where we needed to be. You know, it was just mental laps after mental laps after mental laps last year. And I, at yeah. Publica, it, it, they were just tired. I mean, you played the second most games in the world of club football, only next right. to Liverpool, who that's just because they went to the, uh, wasn't it Liverpool? Yeah, it was cool. yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, because yep. they went to the Champions League final. We played one more game than we did. Our guys yep. were just beat. Yeah, so, we played 63 games with a lot of key injuries. Yes. Yeah, for sure. But For sure. But, yeah. I but, mean, um, oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, or I was going to ask um, if uh, it would be a good time to see who Tuchel is uh, trying to line up, which I think Bowie yeah. has a lot of say in this too, but um, did you have anything to add before that? No, I think let's just move on to who some of the uh, rumors, transfer rumors that are going around right now. Um, I guess we need to start with the the one that's fresh on everybody's mind and the one that I will probably have the most to say about, um, Rafinha. Uh, reported fee 60, 65 million leads going to sell them to us shocked that they're selling to us. Um, you know, everything was supposed to be, be done and dusted yesterday. Guys got a contract in front of him. And then today you wake up and you hear, Oh, Barcelona who has no money is trying to come in and sell them because that's where Rafinha wants to go. It's Barca's his first choice. I don't, how is a club with $1.3 billion in debt going to buy a player? They can't. I mean, they are about to sell, you know, the young to United. So that'll give them some capital, but there's still so much in debt that yeah, they don't have players to buy. But, but my take on this is we've met the matching. We've met the asking price for him with leads. He has a contract sitting in front of him. And if he is waiting for Barcelona to come, take the dead-gone contract away from him. I don't want him. If he does not want to be at this club, I don't want him to be at this club either. We've seen. We don't need another Lukaku. He'd be another Lukaku. He'd be another Marcus Alonso. He'd be these players that come in and they and they play for us, and then two or three years down the road, it's oh, I want to go to my dream club. I want to go to Barcelona. I want to go to Madrid. The only people that can do that. Are world class players, and by that I mean Eden Hazard. He can say whatever he wants to say because that man did more for this club than a lot of people have recently. So that man is allowed to say he wants to go to Madrid. I'm fine with that. But a guy that hasn't even signed for us yet is wanting to saying, "Oh no, I'm not signing that contract because I want. I really want Barcelona, and we're just his backup. No player's worth that to me. Just let him go. Let him go to Arsenal. I don't care. I don't want him at the club." At this point in time, he can come in and prove me wrong that Tuchel had the right guy, and I think he's a good player. But if you don't want to play for the badge, I don't want you here. I'm sorry. That's just me. Yeah, same. And luckily, Lukaku's gone back to enter. So thank goodness. I'm okay with that. Yes. Yeah. Thank goodness. But he is oh, gone. yeah, I just agree with everything you said. Thank goodness. <laughs> yes, uh, Lukaku out. Thank goodness. Gone. Good riddance. For at least a year, and then we got to figure out what to do with him after that. And just, I don't even care at this point. Just terminate his contract to get him out of the club. I don't want to see him ever put on a Chelsea jersey again. Um, Take the loss. Yep. And it's the same thing. It's like Lukaku, it's Rafinha, Lukaku. Like these players that, that come in, they say they want to play for us, and then oh, things don't go their way, and they cry like little babies, and then they try to force their way out. And it's just like, I don't want to play those games with a player. Give me a young guy who's hungry. Give us one of our academy players that wants to come up and play for this club. Give me one of those people that, that care about the badge. You know, yeah, those kind of players. I don't care how much you're worth. I don't care how talented you are. If you don't want to be here, I don't want you. Agreed. So. Uh, speaking of front line, um, how do you feel about Sterling? <laughs> I, again, I, this is one of the situations where I'm trying to trust Tuchel. I don't see it. Same. I, I don't, I don't like Sterling. I think he is, he's a good player. I mean, he's, he's not great. He, 
dives way too much for my liking. Um, I, I want players to stay on their feet and go. Like, don't make much of a foul. Like, that's sterling. Um, I mean, for the, for the rumored asking price, though, it's not terrible. I guess when you're looking from a business standpoint, getting somebody that of his quality for the price. Mm-hmm. But I just... And he's pers- 27. Yeah, I, I just personally don't like the guy. So, I mean, once again, come in the club, prove me you want to play for us, score goals, I'll come around on you. Yeah. It's about all I got on Sterling. Um, I mean, the other winger, Dembele, thoughts on him? Um, You know, I I don't know. I don't have much to say about Dembele. I mean, he's he's pretty young, right? Like, so, yeah, he's like he's mid-20s. Young. Yeah. Like so, that. it's like... I, I don't know. Like, can I, I saw something going around the internet that was like uh, the greatest uh, front line of uh, people who can't hit sitters. <laughs> and it had like Sterling and Dembele and uh, Timo Werner yep. as the front three. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like Sterling. It's like you, you could have, you, you have all the potential. You're, mm-hmm. you're proven um in your position um in in the words of turk or in the words of jd from scrubs uh they're they're great at the sport that they play (laughs) um but like we have a very bad track record of bringing in attacking players who who have a proven track record and then don't score when they get to us we have a couple people on the bench right now so it's like I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, it's it could be good. It couldn't be good. So yeah, I mean, I, I, none of them excite me. Not not <laughs> nobody's exciting me right now. I mean, like if if Rafinha actually did want to play for us, that would probably excite me. Yeah, a little bit more. But I don't. I we're. I think I'm so shy about having a player that would turn into another Lukaku who's going to mm-hmm. give an interview in the middle of a season and then get benched. <laughs> Um, for like large portions of the season, I think he yeah. only he played less than half the games we played uh, last year. So yeah. it's like, and he only scored eight goals in the Premier League. I mean, what are we supposed to do with that? I mean, mm-hmm. he he scored the winning goals in the or he scored scored for us in the Club World Cup. So that's good, I guess. But yeah, other than that, I but mean, yeah, it's really... like we need to show we need somebody to consistently show up all the time. Correct. And I, for me, who knows nothing, Sterling and Dembele, Dem. Billy, I'm just going to call him Billy. Um, <laughs> Billy, I, they don't, they don't excite me. Yeah, um, I mean, I just want somebody to consistently score in our attack. Yeah. Like we have not had that since Diego Costa. I nobody's been consistent. It's hit or miss. Like Pulisic had a great end of the um, campaign when we came out of lockdown and stuff. You know, he had a great end of the campaign with scoring goals, yep. looking brilliant, and then gets hurt, misses the beginning of the next blah, blah, blah. Havertz has been okay. I like Havertz. I think him playing the false nine is good. Werner misses mm-hmm. too many sitters. Uh, Mount's about the only consistent one up top that can actually, and then he was playing sporadically at the end of the year to say best. Like, I don't know what yeah. the deal was with that. Um, but yeah, uh, Dembele does not excite me either. Uh, it's hard to say because I feel like he's another one of those players that he wants Barcelona. Barcelona's yep. just not giving him the money that he wants. And, you know, it is what it is. I mean, he would be free. So I don't feel like we're taking as big of a risk with him because it is a free yeah. transfer. So we just have to pay a salary, which would probably be something ridiculous. But he is injury prone, which makes me super nervous because we know we do not have the right. best physios in football right now. So I don't really know. It's just a question mark. If you get the best in Belly, he'll be fantastic for us. I think Tuchel can use him because Tuchel knows him because he had him at Dortmund. So he knows the player. So, but at the same time, it's like uh, he just makes me nervous. Yeah, he just makes me nervous. So I'm, I'm sort of, you know, whatever about Dembele too. So let's uh, let's switch it to defense for a little bit. Um, 
Oh wait, you don't want to talk about Neymar? I was going to save the best for last. I mean, I oh was okay, say, okay. We can go ahead we'll, and discuss. Neymar. We'll edit that out. Okay. We'll edit that out. <laughs> um, you switch the defense right quick. Um, I mean, there's three main, you know, defense targets that have, you know, sort of come out. I mean, Kunde was the first one. You know, we've been linked him for over a year now. He was the first one that, you know, whatever. Then it was Delit. Uh, from Juve, from Juve, Juve, whatever you want to say, Juventus. Yeah. Great. Uh, and now it's Nathan Akee. Uh, I guess we'll start with Nathan Akee, blast from the past, you know, whatever, sold him to Bournemouth, you know, years ago. Who knows? Uh, apparently Tuchel's high on him. Uh, apparently the deal yeah. is now imminent from reading Twitter right before we got on. It's pretty much going okay. to happen at this point in time. So we're between 30, 30 and 40 million is what I'm hearing. Twitter. Um, I, I did not realize how old he was. He is 27 years old. Yeah. Because well, we had him when he was like 21, 22. Then he went to Bournemouth and yeah. then he went to City. So, I mean, he's sort of been all over the place. But I think in my brain, he's just always a youngster. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Does he play he, left? He plays left, left center. Left center or? back. Yeah, left center yeah. back. I think that's why Tuchel likes him because he can play left center back. He can also play midfield, and apparently he can cover a little bit on the wing back side as well if we needed him to in emergency situations. Um, I think that's the main reason we're after him is because of his versatility. Again, I, I don't know paying that much money for a role player that is going to, you know, that didn't play a lot at City. And he's here, and we're expecting him to jump in and, you know, I guess be a role player here as well. But at the same time, it's like, that's just, I don't know. In in Tuchel, we trust is all I can really say right now. (laughs) That's the motto of this. We have to trust Tuchel, so we will. (laughs) Yes, that's it. I just have to trust him because I have, I don't, and the, the thing is, is I don't, I can't tell you who we should go sign. I can't tell you, you know, right. what backups we should go get. That's why I just have to sort of trust him. I look at Nathan McKee, I'm like, okay, could we not just give it to one of our youngsters like Levi Colwell, who will not cost us anything, who wants to play? You know, can we convince right. him to stay at the club to be, you know, that backup guy? Um, Anybody's better talk. than Alonzo right now, though. Exactly. That's a great point. Um, I mean, we have Empadu coming back from long as well, who mm-hmm. sort of fits that same mold as he, maybe not so much as that center back role. He, ha- you know, he has played there, but you know, more of that midfielder role. I don't yeah. know. I just don't understand always the spending aspect of this and where we're going with it, but yeah, whatever. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't know anything. I feel like, we're talking a little too much. Like we know what we are like, we know things. And I, I mean, I think, you know, stuff, but I don't know anything. So if I start talking too much, you need to just be like, dude, shut your face. You're ruining the brand. <laughs> nah, good man. We're good. So what do you think about, um, I guess we'll move on to Kunde. I don't know. Thoughts on him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, he could, it's another, it really is just another one of those things. He could be good. Could be. Like it, he'll probably slot into our system. Okay. Like mm-hmm. we we're just at a point now where it, are we keeping Aspie for sure? Like I, I didn't see anything about us giving him a new contract. So we are at a point now where we do need somebody on the right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and he, he plays right. Doesn't he? I believe he's right. Yeah, I believe so. I believe he can play left or right, technically. But yeah, I think yeah. He is on the right. Oh no, you're right because he, um, because uh, he is good with both feet. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I I don't know. He could be good, but we do. We're just at it. We're in a pickle now because we let two people go for free. We let Christensen and Rudy go, yep. and so we're basically having to rebuild a back line mm-hmm. because on the right you have. Emerson, Alonzo, um, Chilwell. Who knows if he's going to come back the same? Um, That's a fair point. And then, and and so we have we have all the positions open. And I think 
Tiago Silva is ageless and immortal, <laughs> but like yes. he's not going to be able to play forever. So yeah. we have we have people that we have to replace. Even if Aspie stays, mm-hmm. he has lost his step. We've got to replace him with with people, and and getting some young players in would be great. Um, but uh, in our Tuchel has proven that he can do some uh, good mm-hmm. with the defense. Yeah. But uh, I mean, for sure, they did start faltering at the end of at the end of the season. But yeah. who, I mean, you know, it was just an unprecedented season. So who knows how much of the distractions played a role in that? So mm-hmm. it just is hard to tell because I, I just like at the end of last season or the season before when we won the Champions League, I had like all of this recency bias. I think where I was like, we're going to win the Prem and we're going to do all these things, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, we were runners up in two domestic cups and we came in third and we really tried to lose third there towards the end. <laughs> we uh, really we're just lucky much. the other London clubs suck. Yeah. So it just is, it just is one of those things where I, I feel like we're going to, I'm going to say this about everybody. I have no clue. Like on paper, mm-hmm. Kundi sounds great in Chelsea. Who the hell knows? I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen once they get into the squad. I don't know. No. So no. anyway, yeah, I think I think Kunde is your your best shot at replacing Rudiger. Like I feel like he would bring sort of that fire and that grit that we because mm-hmm. we need you in my mind you have to have that defender who is fiery and gritty. Whether they're your best defender or not, you have to have at least that one guy that is just going to go out there and get another team's face, lead on know, the field. Right, he he's going to be the alpha out there. He's going to lead the team with his passion, with his fire, with his desire. So I think Kunde can do that maybe in the future. Yeah. Like, because he is young, you know, two or three years from now, he can do that. Um, but I don't know. I, he's athletic. He is a little on the short side. So I think that's yeah. the big thing. You know, is he going to get bullied in the Premier League? Because you do have to be more physical to play in the Premier League. Um, apparently, I've never seen it. The dude apparently can can freaking jump, though. So you shouldn't be too worried about his height in that aspect. The guy does wear a headband, which I will give him bonus points for. Um, Love that. Throwing it back to my high school basketball days and wearing headbands. I give him bonus points for wearing a headband. Um, <laughs> that's that's classy. Um, but Out I, of all I the stats, you just need a headband. That's right. If you wear a headband, Daniel will like you. So that's all. <laughs> he will he will promote you. So yeah. uh, I think he'd be a good addition to the team. He's young. And I, like you said, I think the thing that you said that stuck to me the most was that Tupel has a proven track record with defenders. Like you look at what Lampard did to Rudiger and froze him out of the team. And then yep. Tupel comes in and the man is the leader of our defense. He is that grit. He is that he is that person that goes in there and fights for us. He is that guy. He is that enforcer that you need. And it was night and day. You know, what Rudiger with Lampard and Rudiger with Tuchel. So Tuchel knows what he's doing, clearly, as a coach with defenders. So um, I think he'd be a good addition. Uh, yeah. Like you said, though, who knows when they show up and put on the the, the blue jersey if it'll how it's going to turn out. I mean, we all thought Fernando Torres was going to be our savior, and it <laughs> turned out to be false. Um, hey, but, he won us the assist in the twenty twenty twelve true Champions League final. True. Or he he won us the corner. I mean, and yeah. then he did have that amazing goal against Barca. I was yes. watching that. In a class, actually, at college, <laughs> freaking I, out on oh my computer man. in the back. Jeez, that was a great so, moment. Um, yeah, but that that's all he did. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. So, uh, I mean, uh, I guess the next one, the sort of the last big name sort of this on the board is Delit uh, from yep. Juventus. Um, I say bring him in. I, I'm torn on this one too. Because mm-hmm. if we get Ajax the lit before he went to Hoovy with all this potential and all this, you know, what he was supposed to be, if we get that, I'll be fine with it. If we get Hoovy to lit, I don't really know how I'm going to feel about that. Yeah. But it's the yeah. same thing. It goes back to Tuchel was great with Defender, so I sort of have to trust him at this point. Um, I don't yeah. really know how I feel about giving up Werner in the slot. I know people do not like that 
that they criticize him. But I will say that I love the guy. I think he is he is frustrating because he does miss a lot of sitters, but his work weight rate is unmatched at our club. The the his, yeah. he he leaves it all on the field. I will say that's the kind of players I will I will look past you missing sitters and you will frustrate me, but I won't say anything bad about you because I know that he's leaving everything he has on that pitch. Like yeah. He the space that he opens up for everybody with making his runs and everything is incredible. And that's one thing I, I love about him. I don't know if our system necessarily fits him though with the way we're playing. Yeah. Lukaku definitely didn't help him at all. But I, I, I do love Warner and I understand that we're gonna have to give up something and he's probably going to be one of the people that leaves along with Zich. You know, we're going to have to make some sacrifices yeah. up front, especially, you know, for financial fair play reasons. So I'm a little skeptical about that. Um, I, I do think being DeLift being here and Silva being here another year, if everything plays out right, DeLift lives up to his potential, he can slot right into that center spot next year when Silva's gone because he yeah. is an angel's wonder, but eventually it will catch up to him. Um, yeah. But I'm fine with him staying at the club as long as he wants to. He... I love that man. So yeah, he's another one that he's one of those players that leaves everything on the pitch. And I have you can make some mistakes, and you yeah, you're fine because you, you leave everything on that pitch. So yeah, oh man, and Silva is so silky. Like mm-hmm. he's just so calm and composed. Yeah. Like he he, I mean, he's the Conte of the defense, really. So mm-hmm. it's My just good to plays, see. My daughter plays center back. And that's I make her watch Tiago Silva highlight <laughs> videos constantly because I'm like, this is who you need to be playing. Like, you see him, you see what he's doing on the ball, you see how calm he is. This is how you need to be playing as like him. Yeah. So, you got any thoughts on the lit? Anything? Oh uh, no, I I think I'm pretty pro this one versus all the others, but um, okay. I do understand the concern um, yeah. about him. So yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to the hot transfer take of the week. Um, Namorzito, gonna <laughs> come on down to Chelsea. Um, so the only reason this is any speculation at all, I just want to try to know the only reason we're covering this is because Tiago Silva is the one that spoke on this. This is not right. from this, this is not from Fabrizio, from any of the Chelsea insiders, this is from Tiago Silva, the man himself. <laughs> so I'm going to read a direct quote from him regarding Neymar. He has to go to Chelsea. If it happens, it will be for the best. He needs no comments. So far, I don't know anything, but I hope it comes to fruition. Don't know what to say. Yep. Dude, hey, I would okay. So I've had a dream that Neymar would come play for us ever since like 2010 when we first tried to sign him or whatever. Yeah, like we tried to sign this guy like so long ago, and mm-hmm. he eventually goes to Barca and becomes a superstar, and then can't win the Balloon d'Or, door, the Balloon Door, and then he can't win it at PSG either. So he said he was going to go win it somewhere else. I don't know if he could do that with us. <laughs> Probably not. That was, yeah. uh, I remember when he went to Barcelona because they got down to being between us and Barcelona. And I mean, Barcelona was clearly the favorites to sign this guy. And I literally remember like hitting F5 on my computer, like refreshing everything and like, oh, his, his dad has come out the building. Oh, his dad is, you know, his dad's doing this because his dad's his agent. So it's like all this stuff going on. And it's like, you know, eventually he goes to Barca, which everybody's yeah. sort of, you know, but it's just this little bit of hope in me. You know, wanted him at Chelsea back then. I'm indifferent on the situation now. I, he's apparently pretty us. toxic. Yes, that's why he is. My my hope is so. From what I've read, is that they're open to him leaving. It would be a loan deal for a year um, if he did leave. But it's some kind of outward. They want whoever gets him to pay his entire salary, which I think is like thirty no way. million for the year, which is just no way and outrageous. Um, my only hope is that Tuchel has coached him, and he's played some of his best football under Tuchel. You're right. Since Tuchel left, he has not been the same. He will have Tiago Silva to keep him straight at Chelsea. And it's if it's just 
for at least for a year. That's what I'm saying. If it's just a year long deal, I'll feel a lot more comfortable about it than us buying him. I don't really feel like that's a purchase we need to make. Cause like you said, he is toxic. Um, from everything everybody says, I just, it's not worth the money. I'd rather go. Yeah. Sign, I'd rather go sign a for a mountain. We would have to pay for Namor. We could go sign a Declan Rice, a Jude Bellingham, some younger guy that's going to be here. and It's going to fit our squad better. And that will be, more of a team player in the long run of things, you know? So PSG's crazy. They're going to have to eat so much of his wages just to get him loaned out. There's no way. No way. No That's way ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody. That's ridiculous. Well, well, I also read too that like there's a couple triggers in his, um, in his contract that have basically taken his contract with PSG out to 2027. Well, Dude is 30 years old. They're stuck with him. Yeah, they're stuck with them. Is, I mean, nobody's gonna be able to, they're going to have to let him go for cheap. Yep. To somebody, and I would imagine that the only team that would probably take him, and they can't even afford him, is freaking Barcelona. I don't think anybody else. Which would he probably wants to go back there. I would. Oh, imagine. I'm sure he would. Hundred percent. Hundred percent agree. Um, but but yeah, I don't, I don't. It is what it is. I don't really want. It is more. a tantalizing little morsel. Yes. It's just that it's that crazy transformer that you read about every week. You're just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> who's doing this for the clicks? And then you actually read, this, oh, it's a quote from Tiago Silva that started all yeah. this drama with Neymar. So, I don't know. yeah, nobody in our team's uh, making quotes about Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, <laughs> so that one was for clicks. <laughs> yeah, that one was for clicks. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, that wraps up sort of the transfer rumors for this week. Um. You know, I'm sure there'll be more next week whenever we do this again. There'll be some new names thrown out there. Maybe we'll have signed our first person by then because we still haven't done that yet. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully. All right. All right. So that'll bring us up to uh, our last segment of the night. Uh, we were titling this segment In and Out. In or Out. My bad. I'm sorry. Um, Same about hamburgers. Sorry. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm thinking about hamburgers. In and out burger. In and out if you want to sponsor Hey, this is random. Oh, sorry. Wait, do you uh, have I an just... In and Out somewhere that you go to? No. I just have always heard good things about In and Out. I mean, if they want to sponsor us, I'll take it. You know, just <laughs> have you ever eaten at one? Gonna... No. I've heard delicious oh, things dude. about it. Yeah, so, when I used to travel I, through you... Texas to go see my mom, they had several In and Outs there. So we would I've I've taken toll roads just to go to In and Out. And it wound up being crazy expensive. <laughs> was it worth it's the most it? expensive burger? Was it worth it? Yeah, it absolutely is worth it. In and out okay. is so good. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. in or out, I'm just gonna we're just gonna go through. We'll do group by groups. We'll do goalkeepers in the finish. And I apologize. If there's any Chelsea snobs out here, and we don't cover all the dead gum bone players. I apologize. Are the <laughs> players? We're not covering them. We're just going through the main ones. We're going to hit the hot points, um, and that's it. Let us have it. You know, whatever. I don't care. So we'll just start off with the goalkeepers. We're just going to do two of them. I think we pretty much have the same opinions on these, and I'll, you know, so Mindy. Oh, I have a huge man crush on Mindy. I I would freaking go to great lengths just to be his friend. Like, I he is my favorite. I can't believe he's thirty years old. This is crazy. I th- I feel like today is the day I just learned all that everyone's ages. Um, <laughs> but like at least he'll be around for a while. I freaking love yeah. Mindy. I've never really thought of the goalkeeper position. Like I always loved Petrček. I I thought Courtois had. Like he he's a great he's obviously a world class goalkeeper and he won us twenty million dollars though he well not dollars but pounds I know snake. he's a snake but he snake. won us twenty million pounds or he helped us win twenty million pounds for yep. uh, his brilliant display in the Champions League um so uh but anyway I'm not talking about him I don't like him but uh, I do freaking love Mindy I will I I like the goalkeeper position to me like with Mindy is just like. I want posters of him on my wall. Like <laughs> I haven't felt this way about a player since Drogba, and I don't know what it is, but man, he is so awesome when he like when he goes full stretch. Like I live for a full stretch Mindy save. So yeah, I'm done. I'm done uh, standing Mindy, but I do stand him. 
I love I love Mindy too. I think he's got some parts of his game that he can work on. Definitely playing out the back sure. is not his strongest. His uh, distribution can do some work. I mean, yeah. But as far as like the passion and and the desire that he plays with, that man, he will come out and get that. I don't ask a lot from goalkeeper, but please on corners and some crosses, go out and get the ball. And he yes. does. He's yeah. aggressive, and I want that for my goalkeeper. I want him to be aggressive, and he is. He he wasn't as consistent this year as he was his first year. I think you know there's definitely some things that he can improve on, but overall, I mean, he's been great for us, and I, I love yeah. him too as a as a person, as a personality. Far none, fantastic. Um, Keppa, I think we're both agree with this one, probably for the same reason. Get the man yeah. at the club. Um, yeah, it's sad though because while Mindy was in the um, African Cup of Nations, I'd never yeah. say it correctly. Afcon. Uh, yeah. So when he was there, uh, Kepa really did step up this year. He did. Like he 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 put in some good performances. Um, I was very 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 impressed with him because I I think you and I talked about it like the whole lead up of the season. We were just <laughs> didn't know what was going to happen, um, yeah. which. Our January was terrible anyway because we lost Chilwell yeah. and we lost Reese. Um, yeah, basically back to back. Um, so, but uh, Ke- no, Keppa put in good performance, and then don't take him out just so he can miss a PK. Yeah, good God, that cost us a, a trophy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mindy would have yep. made that. Mindy oh, would have made that. Yep. Ugh, yeah, I absurd. Think- He's one of our most expensive signings ever. He's on 155000 a week, $8 million annually. I've got to get that guy off the club. He's just too much on our wage books. You can't, you're, you can't be paid. Your backup goalkeeper cannot be top five paid in your club. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't work that way. Like, th- that's just physically irresponsible like, with our money. So yeah. I don't care. We're going to sell him at a loss. Whoever wants him, 25 30 just come get him. Just get them off our books. That's all I care about. Just get them out. So it's, we will uh, go out and go ahead. It's Courtois' fault too that we have him. So yeah, it, that snake, that man. I will no, no. That, yeah, that goes. That's just one of my pet peeves. He's one of those players that came here, wanted to go to Madrid, didn't really want to be at this club, didn't care about this club. That's one of the reasons. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that guy. Um, all right, let's move on to defense. Um, this this should be pretty rapid fire because I mean, there's not really a lot to talk about here. Um, a couple guys, I guess. Uh, Silva, stay, stay. Um, heart and soul of our defense. Not a lot else to say. Great leadership, veteran. You know, whatever. He, we need him. We need him. For, look, I mean, we can't really afford to lose any more defenders at this point in time because we need the depth. Um, yeah. So, uh, Dave, last I heard, we had triggered. He has another year with us, and but I don't okay. think he. We have triggered it, but we're leaving it up to him whether he wants to go to Barca or whether he wants to come here. I'm all for keeping him. Dave has been sure. here forever. Uh, squad rotation yeah, guy. We provide great leadership for the cup games. Mix him with some of the younger guys back there during the cup games, and I think that's fine. If we lose a cup game, I don't really care, honestly. And yeah. Maybe try and make that a cup. You know, we just – I think I have such a bad taste of cup games in my mouth right now because we've lost so many finals in a row now. I'm just sort of like, I don't care. If we get to the finals, we're going to lose. So what does it matter? <laughs> right, right. Especially in a PK. Yeah. If it goes spinning the kicks, we're screwed. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm probably keeping Dave. Just for leadership and depth. I think this has got to be his last year, though. Um, and if he goes for free, he goes for free. I don't really care about getting anything back for him. Yeah. He has served our club well. He has. Um, young Chalaba. Faults, stay, keep, oh, long. Keep him. I thought he was great keep last him. season. I mean, he's yep. he's young, made mistakes. Thought he was a standout player, though, for for the entire season that he played. So, Or all the games that he played. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I would have... I, I personally wish he could have played more, especially, yeah. uh, you know, I would have liked to seen Rudiger, Silva, and him play a lot more in the back three, you know, than they probably got to play together, uh, especially with Christensen's performance down the stretch of the season. But man should never yeah. have seen the pitch again after a certain point in last season. Uh, 
Like I said, he did have his mistakes, but he's another one of those players that gives everything he has for the club because he's an academy. You know, he came through the academy. He's an academy boy. So yeah. Um, Sar, thoughts on him? Uh, I didn't. He's not as successful as Chalaba. Uh, was called upon uh for some um important games though last season and uh was was pretty admirable in 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 most of it, but. Middle of the road player. I mean, I don't. I think it's too early to get rid of him. I don't know if. I don't know what the talk is about him either. I don't know if they're going to send him on loan or what. I don't know what the talk is. I want him out the club though. He absolutely infuriated me last year when he was on when yeah. Rudiger was out and they had to put Sar on that left side. It just infuriated yeah. me. the mistakes that happened. Like I no, I don't. He was another one of those bad signings. By Lump them in with the yeah. Barclays, the drink waters, those guys. Star belongs in that category. What were our scouts thinking? We had none. Get them out the club. Just get them off the books. I don't care. Um, next to uh, Chile. I don't think there's Gotta any stay. discussion there. Stay. Yeah. Uh, Reese, stay. Has to stay. No, no. Only thing I'll say about Reese James is get the man a new contract as soon as possible. Now. Do not right. to get. I don't care about these transfers. I'd rather you go sign Reese James a long term extension right now and give the man his money, what he's due. Get Kepa off yeah. the books and give Reese his salary. That's fine. Yeah. Um, same thing goes for Mount. Go get him a contract extension too. They have earned it and they deserve it. Um. Oh, this is your favorite player, Jason Marcus Alonso. Okay, so I have a lot of hair envy. <laughs> For Marcus Alonso because I don't have good hair anymore. <laughs> he does have good hair. He has great hair. I do. Something about the way he runs and the way his hair flits in the wind like that. I could watch that, but I don't want to watch. He's him a play. very sexy man. He is. He's a very sexy man. Nobody can deny that. <laughs> yeah, he's one of our 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 best looking players. But yeah, for, for sure. as a as a player though, yeah, I I think. I think it's time. I think it's time. Mm-hmm. I think it's, he's one of those guys that sort of he's worn out as welcome, like so to speak. And I think, especially after the incident with Lampard, with him walking, getting benched, and then walking out halfway through the game and just going to sit on the team bus and watching Netflix. Yeah, and like I think that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back for me with him. Um, yeah, and I understand though why we had to use him last year because of injuries. Like I don't. Yeah. I think Tuchel was sort of forced into it. That was the best way I can put it. He clearly wants to leave. Whether Barca has the money for him, though, that's the question. Yeah. Because he's still under contract. Right. You know, whatever. Um, We'll just sort of leave it at that. Um, I mean, I think the biggest question mark is, you know, I think, you know, we all agree. So we'll be here. Child will be here. We're going to bring in a couple of center backs. Chili Reese, and I think the biggest question mark is what we're going to do with uh, uh, Levi Colwell. Yeah, rumors now that he's wanting to leave. I really hope he doesn't. I hope we can convince him to stay as just a squad rotation guy for this year. Let him play. Um, don't sell him unless we include a buyback clause, because we have sold too many young center backs that would be playing for us right now if we weren't stupid in yeah. selling off everybody. Bunch of idiots. You know, yeah, whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, next next episode or next week sometime we'll cover the uh, midfield, which should be an interesting one because there's some there's some tasty tasty opinions <sighs> for myself in the midfield that we have. You know, so, um, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention this in the transfer rooms. I guess we should have gone outgoing. Apparently, Jorginho was in Italy today and oh. uh, is wanting to go back to Italy. And the door we're going to let him leave. The price is right. That was just something I read. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, who knows? But I'll save my mean, opinion about that for the next time. Yeah, it, it, the midfield one's going to be. I'm looking forward to the midfield one. It's going <laughs> to be great. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. You got anything else you want to add? Um. No. I. Uh. Am wearing some form of blue underwear, but that's it. Uh, just so everybody knows. <laughs> Still with the blue underwear, huh? But yeah, what about you? What you got going on? Nothing much. I'm wearing a red shirt, you know, whatever. Whoa. Uh, 
Yeah. That's okay. We got red in our logo. That's okay. Yeah. Well, all right. I guess that about wraps up this week's episode. Um, Jason, uh, hit them with the uh, Instagram and Twitter. Where can they find us at? Just search the ball and foot. We we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. There's nothing on there. But you can go yeah, follow we've, us. We've tweeted. We've tweeted. You're right. You're right. We have tweeted. And by we, I mean Daniel has tweeted. <laughs> He's doing great things. But uh, but yeah. So just search the ball and foot. We're we're not quite the ball and foot on Instagram, but I'm gonna say we are. So just search we're for the us the ball and foot pod. I believe on Instagram. <laughs> Ball and Foot on Twitter. I don't know what we are on Facebook. Didn't know we had a Facebook page until right now. The Ball and Foot. Oh, Who knew? Or the Ball and Foot on Facebook. Hey, go follow us, guys. Um, <laughs> make sure you uh, subscribe to our podcast. We're on Spotify and iTunes now. Uh, so just make sure you rate us. You know, give us a good old five-star rating if you don't mind. Uh, the Spotify or the iTunes. And we will catch y'all next time for Jason. Or for, um, for Jason. Daniel, y'all have a great night. Bye.